The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So that you've discovered this um, underlying, perhaps, or very familiar, but not really recognized feeling that's accompanying you a lot. Um, there's a lot of interest in what is it, and um, and so there's a kind of a wanting to kind of dive in to figure it out. I encourage the interest because interest is one of the the, the key tools that helps us in our daily life mindfulness. If, if there's something that you're really interested in understanding, and that's the operative word, I think, understanding as opposed to getting rid of. Um, so uh, if, if there's something you're really interested in understanding, then that can support the the curiosity and the, the mindfulness around that experience. But what I'll encourage <clears throat> is, um, so often when we see something like that, you know, see something that we're curious about, it's like we take it and it's like, oh, I want to put that under a microscope and I want to pull it apart and figure out all the pieces and what's underneath it and where did it come from and how does it get here, what makes it happen. So we have all of that. That that some of that is the curiosity, but some of it is also motivated and often motivated by basically wanting to get rid of it. Um, or, yeah, wanting, wanting it to not be um, influencing me so much or something. And so um, that motivation um, is usually, motiv- there's some greed or some aversion in the motivation to put it under the microscope. And so I'll just point to here the, the simple mindfulness that has revealed it and that you've become aware of it in a simple way just through this, these activities that we've talked about and to explore the possibility of it being a kind of less of a put it under the microscope and more of a being with that's a that's the language I sometimes use around a, a more receptive kind of mindfulness, and so I'd encourage a receptive mindfulness around this feeling, rather than a looking at. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this. I'm gonna figure it out. It's more like okay, this is accompanying me. Can I be with it, accompanying me? And so I, I, changing the language a little bit in your mind. We talked a little bit about language this morning. Were you here this morning? Yeah, yeah. We, so we talked about language this morning. Uh, yeah. Um, and um, so the language, if, if we were like, how can I figure this out? Or I want to see this? Or that kind of language produces a kind of a, a more of a, a separation and a, uh, an agenda around the, the mindfulness. And, and so if you could just change your language a little bit. Or, well, okay, can I be with it? Let it show itself to you in its own time. And, 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 and patience. Patience is really helpful with that. Um, because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't show itself to us in, in our, on our time schedule. <laughs> it, it, but it, it will begin to reveal itself if there can be some patience. And in that patience, you also develop some skill with um, being with that experience without rejecting it and without trying to hold on to it. And so it cultivates that skill of mindfulness that has that capacity to weaken unwholesome and cultivate wholesome. You know, with this, a pattern that's got deep roots like that, 
least in my experience, you know, patterns that have very deep roots, even, even you know, a pattern of anger, you know, something that we think is wholly bad or wholly unwholesome, you know, often it does have some connections to a desire to be safe, a desire to be uh, happy, you know, so there's, there's some, some wholesomeness in there, the, the wish for our own well-being that's gotten a little bit confused and, um, you know, some other, other attitude or belief has, has been laid on top of it that has created attention. Um, often some of those beliefs or attitudes are related to, I mean, a lot of our suffering, I've been talking about this quite a bit lately, but a lot of our suffering does seem to relate to kind of these two threads of, uh, of experience. One is this kind of deep wish that we all have to be happy, to be safe, to be healthy, to be at ease. Basically a wish of metta, of loving kindness for ourselves and for others. But basically for ourselves, mostly, the, the, at least I see, much of our personal suffering is related to the wish that we be happy, healthy, safe, at ease. And so there's a thread of that wholesomeness in our reactivity. And often what's happening is that that wish to be happy, healthy, safe is, is colliding with the basic truth of the world, of experience, that things are impermanent, they are unreliable, and they're uncontrollable. And that wish to be happy, healthy, safe is kind of colliding with the, the reality of impermanent, unreliable. And something about that collision creates reactivity that, you know, it's like it's not supposed to be this way. So either we think it's not supposed to be impermanent, unreliable, out of control. I must be doing something wrong. I must be failing. I must not have it together that things are uncontrollable, that I can't make things reliable. So we, we, down, we berate ourselves about, about that. And it's just truth. It's just the truth that things are impermanent, unreliable, out of control. And so, but, but in, in the kind of weighing of these two deep things that are colliding, um, if we recognize, and sometimes we can bludgeon ourselves with the Dharma too, it's like, well, it's, it's impermanent, you know, I, I, it's unreliable, I shouldn't want to feel safe, or I shouldn't want that reliability. And so, you know, we, we denigrate or de- uh, the, the wish, that deep wish somehow. So either we, we tell ourselves it's wrong that, that the world is like this, or we're wrong for wishing for wishing ourselves to be happy and healthy and safe. And so what's asked of us actually, notice the collision, see if we can begin to understand the, how that collision is put together. And what that does for us is it begins to open us both, it's like all of our suffering, anytime we find something, anytime we're aware of something that um, is a form of suffering, it's, it's going to have threads both to recognizing the truths of impermanent, unreliable, out of control, and also to these, um, these deep wishes for our own well-being. So I used to think that when I experienced something like anger, it was like it was a cancer or something, and you know, it's like the whole thing needed to just be, I needed to figure out how to get the scalpel out and cut it out and throw it away. But then I began to realize that that anger is put together from both the truth and these deep wishes, and it's a whole confusing tangle of that. And so it's not really that we want to, and we can't actually, 
throw it all out because it is, it is related to truth and love, the wisdom and, and compassion. It's related to that. It's just a confusion around that. And so mindfulness, kind of the, the patient mindfulness that I was talking about, like the receiving, the, the willingness to let it show itself to you, that is what will um, allow it to begin to show these threads to point out the truth and this deeper wish for our happiness and also understand how the reactivity can be uh, melted. It's kind of like the, the, the confusing tangle, the tangle of our lives. It's not that all the threads need to be cut it's just that they need to be unwoven and the stickiness of it all together is the reactivity. And the mindfulness, it's like it's a lubricant. It, it begins to help the threads to become unwound and then we're left with both the truth. Yeah, things are impermanent, unreliable, out of control. And yes, this wish for well-being is a deep wish. So that mindfulness begins to stretch our heart to... Uh, hold both and not reject either side. And so that, that um, the willingness to be with something that's been there for so long, let it show itself to you. You know, it's, it's got a lot to show you. And if you're looking for things, you know, if you're trying to figure it out and pull it apart, mostly our looking for things has an agenda. And when we're looking for things, we're looking for something and mostly what these kind of patterns have to show to us are not things that we can know what we're looking for. Most times that I've seen something uh, kind of be revealed to me with mindfulness, it's nothing that I expected to be revealed. So this is all just a kind of a little pep talk <laughs> for, for patience and uh, just a, a kind of a patient being with I'm so happy that you've noticed this. See if you can appreciate that part, you know, that, that it's, it's been revealed. And it's been revealed in a very simple way. You didn't have to, you didn't have to, I mean, it's like you weren't looking for it. It showed up. And I would like to point to that as being other things about it can show up too with the patience. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so it's a tool. It's a tool I'd like to offer for daily life practice, for practice in general. And it's 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 basically it's a it's an it's a reflective practice. So it's integrating um, using our conceptual mind with um, our ability to be with our experience. So it, it kind of like can help to orient us to, the tool is really broadly applicable and I'll just describe it briefly. I described it last night uh, very briefly, but I'll describe it briefly here and then we'll do a, a we'll experiment, we'll explore it with a, a uh, I'll do a guided meditation around something in particular. Um, and then I'll describe a little bit about other ways that this tool can be used. But basically the tool is something like you um, uh, pick a theme that you want to contemplate. 
it might be, for instance, we've been contemplating um, intention this week. So it might be contemplating intention. Or it could be um, contemplating a choice. Well, actually, I'm telling you now some of the, the applications. It might be contemplating a choice that you have to make in your life. How can I choose between different, um, uh, you know, different paths that I might take in my life? Um, or it might be bringing a kind of a reflective practice to a situation in your life that's particularly sticky. Um, or it might be reflection on a Dharma theme. You know, how you want to understand a little bit more your relationship to a particular Dharma theme, like you know, ethics or impermanence or um, the out of control nature of experience. You know, so so uh, so you, picking a theme in advance. Um, with some of the themes, you can you can you know just come up with a a pithy question or something like that um, to frame the thought. You frame the thought with a with a particular question or a word. You know, at one point I, I dropped in the question for myself, what 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 are the benefits? What's the value of ethical conduct? So I was interested in exploring my relationship to to ethics. Um, and so that's just the question I used. Um, so uh, the practice is to start with just silence, to start with being in stillness, meditation, let the mind settle with however's most helpful for you. And then after some time, and we'll do it very briefly tonight, after some time, uh, we'll drop in, you drop in the question. And then the exploration is not to think about the question, but instead to um, see what bubbles up. It's like what you're doing is dropping in a concept to a mind that's a little more still and seeing, it's like, it's like dropping a, a pebble into a pond that's still and then you're watching the ripples of that pebble being dropped. And so the, the question or the thought that you're dropping in is like, you just, you, you sit back and see what are the ripples? Some bodily experiences might happen thoughts might happen, emotions might come up. Um, if thoughts come up, I encourage you to just kind of take note of thoughts. Don't think about them, but just like you might just recognize, oh yeah, that thought happened. Um, and then just c- keep coming back to the question or coming back to the, the scenario. Do that for five minutes, seven minutes, something like that. And then um, I like to, over a period of time, if it's something that I'm interested in exploring over a period of time, um, I may um, take some notes and then do it repeated days in a row, you know, five, six days in a row. Just get different little perspectives on that question uh, each day. Um, so it's, it's a broadly useful tool and it's basically a way of orienting our meditation to a theme, a concept, an idea. So again, this, is, this points to in some ways the power of words because if you drop words into meditation, it's going to create something. And so it's, it's, um, it's, it's acknowledging that power, but it's also being aware of what is created. So it's using the power, the skill that we have of being mindful to be aware of what's created when we drop that theme in to our minds. 
The thing I'd like to explore now is the use of this this um, tool um, to uh, to offer some um, support or feedback about something that's challenging in our lives. So uh, so just take a minute or a few minutes, a few moments here to reflect on or think about a particularly um, challenging situation or maybe not a really challenging one, but something you're interested in exploring, understanding a situation where there's been some conflict or but something precise, something, something where you, you had a situation in your life. So there's an event that happened where there's something that you'd like to understand, something about how you responded in that situation. So maybe some reactivity came up. Um, So just let yourself think about that for a moment and then let it go. So just let it go now. And um, let's just take a, a few moments to just breathe. Do a couple of long, slow, deep breaths, kind of connected breath. A breathe in, a full breath in. A full breath out. A full breath in. This kind of connected breathing, very conscious connected breathing can help to settle the mind kind of quickly at times. Another full breath in and out. Another full breath in and out. And now let yourself bring to mind that situation that you connected to a few moments ago. And let yourself bring it to mind fully. So recall where you were, what you were doing, any other people you were with, what they were doing, what you were saying, or if there was things being said what just let yourself recreate the scene in your mind and this is putting a thought into your mind with, with a little bit of use of imagery and now let let go of the image a little bit and feel into what has been created You can hold the image just in the background, but let yourself feel emotions that may be coming up related to the connection to that image. Feel the emotions in the body, particular, you know, in the area of the heart, the stomach, the torso. Explore an allowing of whatever that emotion is. Not needing to figure it out or fix it or change it, but just seeing can it be okay to be with how you are in this moment? 
may be a very clear experience or it may be something that's not, doesn't have a name. That's okay. Notice what happens to that feeling as you let yourself just hang with it, be with it. Now taking a couple of connected breaths again. Just let go of the reflection for a moment. And this time we're going to bring the reflection back again, the image, the situation, again, bringing it back. And as you bring it back, let yourself connect to whether there's some intention that would support you in that situation. What Dharma intention might support you in that situation? You don't have to think about it so much, but just drop that question in. What, what intention would be helpful here in this situation? And, and just stay with the question and see what bubbles up. Not that you're trying to figure it out, but it's kind of like let it show itself to you. What intention might be helpful in this situation? And how does it feel if there is an intention that bubbles up? How does it feel to connect to that intention as it relates to this situation? And then taking a couple of connected breaths again. Let yourself be with the breath. Breathing in, knowing you're breathing in. Breathing out, knowing you're breathing out. 